world has changed so much. I remember my life, the world that was. It was peaceful, safe. And then things started to go wrong. Powerful people became greedy. Close-minded fools began their assaults. And when the famine began, well, that's when the war for resources began. I was too young to understand them. I didn't see what was really happening. But I recall the incident. We all saw the incident. It feels like a lifetime ago. And ever since, the world has never been the same. It's a dangerous world, and I fear the worst of humanity is yet to come. But that's enough out of me. I know y'all don't want to hear me yapping no more. I'll turn on the radio. It's about time for the news anyway. Now, if you're uncomfortable with militia violence, police violence, death, eugenics, pandemic and disease, as well as heavy post-apocalyptic themes including poverty, starvation, violence, and mild ableism, this might not be the news station you want to hear. Stuff like that's been coming up a lot lately. And we're back. If you're just tuning in, I do regret to inform you that the morning radio music has ended. It's time now for the afternoon radio news, your only source for the latest goings-on in the little corner of the post-apocalyptic wasteland we call home. We're live at the bottom of the hour on this day of Wednesday, the 14th of April, according to the studio calendar I made up. I admit, Wednesdays have never been a pleasant day, but we are, at the very least, halfway to the weekend. Do you have any weekend plans? I'll be spending mine right here with the best-looking people on the radio I've ever met. That's each of you, my faithful listeners. It's time for the weather, the most useless part of the broadcast that I'm told I have to cover. There are some clouds of nuclear debris and ash rolling in. We can expect the debris to fall like snow for quite some time. I should like to remind you that the ash which falls from these clouds is deadly to consume and incredibly toxic to the flesh. Use caution and appropriate protective equipment when outdoors. These clouds are thick, blocking out our nuclear sun. Temperatures have dropped dramatically. We can expect a high this afternoon of 12 degrees Celsius and a low tonight of minus 58 degrees Celsius. It's going to be a chilling night. Stay warm, my faithful listeners. The cold is cruel and uncaring, and it is only together that we might survive these nights. Next, we continue our coverage of the flood pollen crisis. In an unfortunate turn of events, the pollen has taken to sticking to the falling ash, creating a thick yellow haze over the wasteland. The deadly combination, now more than ever, demands precautions be taken. You must continue to use full protective equipment. This contamination of all wasteland will kill you if you're exposed. HLM Labs is continuing to work on treatments, though progress is slow and they do not wish to extend misleading information. As information becomes available from them, you will be informed. Until then, however, you must remain indoors. You must use protection. This unless you yield your very life. 
In an earlier broadcast, I had asked for letters naming all those affected by FP. Thank you for your rapid response. We have published those letters. Every name in a report that is freely available from GCNS and Green Court. A new report will be made available every Wednesday to honor the memory of those taken. It is my regret that we cannot do more. And to those presently suffering from losses to this terrible plague, I extend my deepest condolences. Now I'm afraid we must move on to more unpleasant business. The conflict between the AMM and the WMNSD Alliance rages on despite the state of our wasteland. With small skirmishes breaking out all along the wasteland, our sources say that both sides are having difficulty developing camps within the wasteland due to the FP crisis, but were unable to say if either side was successful in developing any. It is my speculation, not confirmed fact, that each side has developed a number of camps beyond their territory, likely within caves or old bunkers. This is, again, speculation on my part, and should not be taken as fact. Moving back to facts, however, the conflict moves at a snail's pace, with neither side able to make a decisive blow or able to hold large areas of territory due to FP. The conflict lies in an uneasy stasis, with numbers thinning only as small patrols come in contact with one another. Neither party has made an official statement on the matter. Up next, are metal men the future? We'll discuss Robotic Hand's booming business when we come back from these commercial messages. Good morning, Jenny. Do you have the scripts for today's advertisements? Wonderful. Hopefully, today's broadcast doesn't drop on the ads. Did, did you hear from maintenance yet? I'm very curious to know what went wrong. No? Alright. Uh, please inform me if, if you hear from them. Alright, what do we have first? Griff's Repair and Destroy. They have a, a miracle cure for flood pollen. Really? Jenny, we aren't running this ad. What else have we got? Robotic hands? Alright, I think I think we can do that. That ties into our next story. Have you seen them? Metal men with electrical minds and steam-powered hearts? They're running around all over Green Court now. Friendly survivors just like you, free from the bonds of hunger and the plight of disease. Where did they come from, you ask? Well, they came from your neighbor's house. Each metal man and woman was once flesh as you. If you're keen on surviving this nuclear world, visit Robotic Hands in Green Court, past the shell stall on Grell Avenue. We're running a sale on upgrades, so do come visit and ask within. Alright, uh, next ad. We have Orc Hide Grill. Sounds interesting and fantastical. I, I like it. Alright, let's see. Are you tired of bland, irradiated food that leaves you hungry and depressed? Do you need a real meal to restore your stamina and livelihood? Orc Hide Grill has you covered. With personal gardens and critter stocks, our food is fresh, delicious, and filling. Come eat at Orc Hide Grill. It's outside of Green Court, near the Stone Orchard. And we're back. I'm so sorry to have kept you waiting. We're going to jump directly into an interesting story. Robotic Hands and the Rise of Automatons. The proprietor of Robotic Hands, Mr. Rizum, is a peculiar gentleman made of metal. 
electricity and steam. He makes a fantastic claim that he was once a man of flesh, just as you or I. Even more unbelievable is that he claims to have survived for longer than a century. His shop, Robotic Hands, is in the business of improving lives. This by replacing the flesh of their customers with mechanical improvements. Some customers replace arms, legs, or eyes, but lately, through the streets of Green Court, there have been more fully augmented people roaming around. These metal men, these automatons, are the customers of robotic hands who have had their flesh in its entirety replaced and upgraded. Each one unique and a peculiar work of steampunk art. Mr. Rizum's methods are unknown, but in all instances his customers seem content with the outcomes, and hold that they are who they once were, complete with memories, emotions, and all things which yet make you or I human. In addition, these automatons are free from hunger, free from disease and age, yet do depend entirely on clean water. Without it, their engines will not run, their electrical mines will stop, and these men and women will be no more. To undergo such a procedure is a dangerous thing. I cannot say I'm not personally tempted. To be immune from the plague which lurks beyond this studio, to never fear food shortages again. It is tempting, yet what must be sacrificed? What must be lost? This is not something that can be undone, and if you consider this procedure, I implore you consider carefully. The bonds of metal may yet be tighter and less forgiving than the mortal coil of flesh. Moving on, something a bit more light-hearted. I think it's time we opened up Miss Bean's box. Miss Beans continues her protest within her prison. Locked in our storage room, she's terribly unhappy. As I stated yesterday, it is necessary to keep her from spreading flood pollen through the studio if she were to escape, which she would escape. She's something of an escape artist. To make this imprisonment more tolerable, we here at the studio have begun giving her cans. She absolutely adores them, and has often stolen them from our cupboards in the past. She's been quite pleased with our tributes. To keep her content and engaged, do you recall the coins I had made several days ago? Well, I fashioned more of them. Miss Beans has our entire stock of canned goods, so we purchase cans back from her. As the only thing Miss Beans covets more than cans are the coins of the world that was. Our efforts have made her much happier, though it is plain to see to each among us that she should very much like to leave that room. This unfortunately concludes Miss Bean's box for today. I shall endeavor to update you on how Miss Beans is doing tomorrow. Until then, I think it's time to move on to something a bit more practical. As next, I should like to talk to you about something. I should like to talk to you about survival. More accurately, I should like to talk survival cooking. More specifically, let's talk quality survival culinary. Most of us haven't had a decent meal since the world ended. Living off the scraps of the world that was or risking contaminated meat hunted from our new furry friends. Often bland or bitter, these meals leave us wanting. However, thanks to a kind sword traveling the waste, I know a few things you can do to better your meals. Yesterday I spoke of the minor thorn plant, whose thick sap gave us a sort of heavy cream. Now my faithful listeners, you must understand, before I share anything with you, it is fact-checked and verified. If it's food, I personally test it. While testing this cream, I considered if it may yet be possible to use it for other dairy-like applications. 
Imagine my surprise when I found the answer to be yes. I have found that if the cream-like sap of the minor thorn is first boiled, you may be able to create a butter-like substance from it. It takes some amount of effort, but if, while hot and boiling, the cream is shaken vigorously, after some time it will turn into a butter-like substance. With a similar taste and feel, I've found that while it does melt if heated, it can be left indefinitely at room temperature. To have butter once again, this is truly a delicious day. Now I have one final story for you this day. I would be remiss if I did not update you on the MCR, a new faction that has taken over Mount Desk. We still do not know much of this mysterious group. We know not where they came from, how many they are, nor their intentions. I, however, feel the worst. Our sources indicate large numbers of people moving around the mountain, transporting large, unidentified machinery and supplies into the caves. Our sources have been unable to get close, for the MCR threatens violence on any who near. We endeavor to keep you updated on the MCR, but at this time, we can only speculate on their purpose and intentions. Now, my faithful listeners, I'm afraid that's all of the time we've got for today. Before we go, however, I should like to leave you with the afternoon puzzler. Did you discover yesterday's answer? I'll remind you of the question. The question was, how does a German baker greet his customers? The answer, Gluten Morgan. Congratulations to any who figured out that one. Today's question is, what's orange and sounds like a parrot? Think about it, and tune in tomorrow for the answer. With that, it is the top of the hour, and we're all out of time for today. Please stay tuned for the evening radio music, and, if you're truly out there, good luck. And we're clear. Excellent work, everyone. Did we lose signal again today? Wonderful. Oh, Jenny, I heard a rumor. Did... Did George really go to robotic hands? Hi, this is Seamus's sibling, Izzy. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this broadcast, consider rating and reviewing us on your podcasting platform of choice. Wait. Podcasts still exist? Hmm. Telling your friends about us and subscribing to the post-apocalyptic news radio on YouTube. You can also join the Discord, which is linked in the description below, as well as... This says... Tweet? We still have Twitter? God damn, the worst evils couldn't even be destroyed after all that nonsense. Well, use the hashtag PANR broadcast to tweet about the show. We appreciate the support and hope you keep tuning in.